welcome everyone to Understanding the I Am That Is You podcast. Yay! Hey everybody, it's your girl Wynn Ruffin. A day late and a block short, but still praying for the world. I pray all is well with everyone, and your hearts and minds are full of love, joy, and compassion. For all of God's children and all of God's creation all over the world. While we are spending time with family and friends this holiday weekend and joyfully giving thanks for the gift of life and God's blessings, let us remember to spend some quality time alone as well with our own mighty I Am Presence. Quietly thanking, praising, and connecting with the spirit of the living God that dwells within for we know that if it not be for that presence of God within us, our life stream, we would not be here. But thanks be to God that his mercy endures forever. Amen. Give thanks and praises for love and light, and y'all be loved. O oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For his mercy endures forever. O oh, give thanks to the God of gods. For his mercy endures forever. O oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords. For his mercy endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders, for his mercy endures forever. To him who by wisdom made the heavens, for his mercy endures forever. To him who laid out the earth above the waters, for his mercy endures forever. To him who made great lights, for his mercy endures forever, the sun to rule by day, for his mercy endures forever, the moon and stars to rule by night, for his mercy endures forever. To him who struck Egypt in their firstborn, for his mercy endures forever, and brought out Israel from among them, for his mercy endures forever, with a strong hand, and with an outstretched arm, for his mercy endures forever. To him who divided the Red Sea in two, for his mercy endures forever, and made Israel pass through the midst of it, for his mercy endures forever, but overthrew Pharaoh and his army in the Red Sea, for his mercy endures forever. To him who led his people through the wilderness, for his mercy endures forever. To him who struck down great kings, for his mercy endures forever, and slew famous kings, for his mercy endures forever. Sihon king of the Amorites, for his mercy endures forever, and Og king of Bashan, for his mercy endures forever, and gave their land as a heritage, for his mercy endures forever a heritage to Israel his servant, for his mercy endures forever. Who remembered us in our lowly state, for his mercy endures forever and rescued us from our enemies, for his mercy endures forever, who gives food to all flesh, for his mercy endures forever. O give thanks to the God of heaven, for his mercy endures forever. Psalm 136 Isis Unveiled, Chapter 14 The art of making linen and fine fabrics is also proved to have been one of their branches of knowledge, for the Bible speaks of it. Joseph was presented by Pharaoh with a vesture of fine linen, a golden chain, and many more things. The linen of Egypt was famous throughout the world. The mummies are all wrapped in it and the linen is beautifully preserved. 
Pliny speaks of a certain garment sent 600 BC, by King Amasis to Lindus, every single thread of which was composed of 360 minor threads twisted together. Herodotus gives us, Book I, in his account of Isis and the mysteries performed in her honor, an idea of the beauty and admirable softness of the linen worn by the priests. The latter wore shoes made of papyrus and garments of fine linen, because this goddess first taught the use of it, and thus, besides being called Isiasi or priests of Isis, they were also known as Linigera, or the linen-wearing. This linen was spun and dyed in those brilliant and gorgeous colors, the secret of which is likewise now among the lost arts. On the mummies we often find the most beautiful embroidery and beadwork ornamenting their shirts, several of such can be seen in the Museum of Bulak, Cairo, and are unsurpassable in beauty, the designs are exquisite, and the labor seems immense. The elaborate and so much vaunted Gablon tapestry, is but a gross production when compared with some of the embroidery of the ancient Egyptians. H.P. Blavatsky We have but to refer to Exodus to discover how skillful was the workmanship of the Israelitish pupils of the Egyptians, upon their tabernacle in sacred Arkansas the sacerdotal vestments, with their decorations of pomegranates and golden bells, and the thummim, or jeweled breastplate of the high priest, are described by Josephus as being of unparalleled beauty and of wonderful workmanship, and yet we find beyond doubt that the Jews adopted their rites and ceremonies, and even the special dress of their Levites, from the Egyptians. Clemens Alexandrinus acknowledges it very reluctantly, and so does Origen and the fathers of the church, some of whom, as a matter of course, attribute the coincidence to a clever trick of Satan in anticipation of events. Proctor, the astronomer, says in one of his books, the remarkable breastplate worn by the Jewish high priest was derived directly from the Egyptians. The word thummim itself is evidently of Egyptian origin, borrowed by Moses, like the rest, for further on the same page, Mr. Proctor says that, in the often repeated picture of judgment, the deceased Egyptian is seen conducted by the god Horus, while Anubis places on one the balances a vase supposed to contain his good actions, and in the other is the emblem of truth, a representation of Thme, the goddess of truth, which was also worn on the judicial breastplate. Wilkinson, in his Manners and Customs of the Ancient Egyptians, shows that the Hebrew thummim is a plural form of the word Thme. All the ornamental arts seem to have been known to the Egyptians. Their jewelry of gold, silver, and precious stones are beautifully wrought, so was the cutting, polishing, and setting of them executed by their lapidaries in the finest style. The finger ring of an Egyptian mummy, if we remember aright, was pronounced the most artistic piece of jewelry in the London Exhibition of 1851. Their imitation of precious stones in glass is far above anything done at the present day, and the emerald may be said to have been imitated to perfection. H.P. Blavatsky The I Am Discourses, Volume 14 As your power becomes great, precious ones, the sinister force has many subtle ways of touching you, whereby it would throw you into some other channel where sooner or later discord would manifest, and you do not need to experience those conditions. The greater your power becomes, the more humble and unselfish should be your attitude to your mighty I Am Presence and the Ascended Host, because they have given you all. Anything good in your world today is the gift of that mighty I Am Presence and the Ascended Host, and anything that is not their freedom, and their love and happiness and power, is but the misqualification of your own thoughts and feelings of the past. 
Now I want you to be cut free today. You, as the I am Ascended Master Youth, should become the authority of freedom, my dear ones. After all, beloved Saint Germain has made you a part of his own family, and as the messenger gave you the explanation before the dictation began, when he has drawn you as a part of himself into his great activity and authority, mark you, to command freedom to the earth, then you can have all the ways and means of producing freedom for yourselves and others. You can be the courage of his freedom. You can be the authority of his freedom to use the violet consuming flame without reservation, and compel every condition of discord to be turned upside down, and become a miracle of love and blessing to you. Then nothing will disturb you. You will travel on an even plane, for that cosmic love of the mighty Christ presence, the mighty I am, and the great central sun holds the eternal command. And your invincible purity, my dear ones, within your own inner secret thoughts and feelings, will be outpictured and answered by the greater purity in your affairs, that produces perfection that fulfill the law. The Beloved Elohim of Purity Now remember, there is an old statement you have heard many, many times, you think in secret, and you feel in secret, so you think, and the law of life rewards you openly. I want to explain, because I hope we can roll it up now in a ball in the violet flame and consume it forever, and release all of your feelings from this thing that you have considered a problem about the age limit of the I am ascended master youth. You know, if you let that thing get going, personal feeling rides high, and when you get through, you still haven't solved your problems, have you? Aren't you still faced with this one and that one every so often saying, well, am I eligible? Or can I come in if I'm this age, or that age? Or something else? Let me tell you the law. And this married and single problem, you must get out of yourselves and look back upon yourselves, and you will learn a lot. You can be married and as pure as the heart of the central sun, and you can be unmarried and as filthy as the compound. Now the law is the law, and that's a matter for every individual to decide within himself or herself, and unless you do keep your innermost secret thoughts and feelings and pictures in your mind as pure as the heart of the central sun, if you will do that, then you will find all things around you becoming that purity and that light and that joyous perfection that is the authority of freedom. And precious ones, that's the only authority and freedom in all the universe. Your mighty I am presence can't give you perfection in your outer affairs, or in your minds and bodies, unless the purity of its own heart's flame, which is the love from the great central sun, floods into you and purifies all the energy of your emotional bodies and your mental bodies, and removes from your mind and the atmosphere about you, the pictures that are not purity and perfection. Mankind have gone on, precious ones, like an ostrich with its head in the sand, imagining they can go on and misuse this great energy of life and not be found out, and all the time something comes along and bowls them over from behind, and they are in another turmoil, they are in another war. Now please, don't be an ostrich. Your I am students. If you want the truth, we will tell it to you. If you don't, you will have to go to the outer world and suffer it out, that's all. But he who won't listen to the truth, he who will not conquer that outer self, is in for distress, I don't mind telling you. The Beloved Elohim of Purity